0: Like, yeah, when you come with, like, your Gamergate understanding of what a feminist critique of anime is, in which, um, show skin means bad, and you don't want any of the, you don't want any of the characters to be ugly, you just want them to be, like, um, overweight and, like, uh, brown, which is, uh, sexist and racist in and of itself. See, see how much is rolled into this, like, tiny little insistence that I don't like service like (laughs) and i wanna i wanna add a note right
1: we're not satirizing here actually we have seen this hello 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 my name is raghavavali my pronouns are they them theirs
0: and i'm Black, he him his
1: and this is the first episode of the critical weed theory podcast podcast that aims to put all the politics in all the anime
0: exactly um there's anime And there is critical theory. Never have the two things met, actually. Yes, they have. But now we will do it all the time for at least an hour, if not an hour and a half. And it will hopefully um, be at the very least interesting, if not funny. And if not either of those things, um, extremely upsetting uh, to fascists, which is always a good thing.
1: And that's really what we're aiming for here more than anything else, which is to say... We're aiming to basically like use a very strong critical lens on a lot of aspects of anime that sort of get like glossed over. For example, how do some anime treat race from uh, beyond the superficial level?
0: Exactly. Um, we should probably just get into what we want to do this episode, yeah?
1: Yeah, so what we're here to talk about are bad anime defenses. We're going to make a lot of critique, and whenever anyone makes a critique, there are always a number of people who come forward with bad defenses. In this case, bad anime defenses.
0: We know they're bad defenses because they're literally always the same ones. You guys think I don't read what you're posting on my channel discussion pages? What you're posting on Medium? I read that shit.
1: Um, another way of talking about why these defenses are bad is because they're basically illogical and unfounded. And so we wanna take a moment to talk through them now. One, so that next time when we talk about something more serious in a later episode and someone puts forth a bad anime event, because it will happen. It will. Um, we can sort of like link to this and be like, no, we already talked about why that's a bullshit excuse. But perhaps on a deeper level, I would like nothing more than to never hear about these again. Uh that would make me really happy.
0: Do you know how disappointing it is? To, like, put your soul... To put your life's work... Okay, I don't want to say life's work. But, you know, you put you put your heart into an essay. And you post it, and you're like, Hey, guys, I wrote a thing. And then all the comments are just the same five excuses for bullshit over and over again. Do you know how upsetting that is? Just to me specifically? Think about my feelings, please.
1: Um, but also think about the fact that it's not at all persuasive.
0: A waste of everyone's time.
1: And for one... I would love to be proven wrong, but these sorts of like bullshit hand wavy excuses are exactly that. They're basically ways of redirecting the conversation away from the critique that has been made. Right? They're basically two groups of people who make bad anime defenses. They're either reactionaries who know they're full of shit and don't really care mm-hmm. and they'll just throw it out. But there are also like otherwise well-meaning people who are sort of approaching the problem from the foregone conclusion. That the anime that is being criticized is good. And they like that anime. Therefore, it must be good. Right? These people on the internet who are bringing up critiques of why that anime you like is kind of racist, actually, must be wrong. Mm-hmm. And I want to take a moment to say it's okay to like problematic things. But just because you like it doesn't mean you get to ignore its flaws.
0: I wrote a whole thing defending SAO. Okay. Please. Please. <laughs> Liking problematic things is not the issue here.
1: For example, Boys' Bist is a monk I like, and while I personally believe that it handles this problematic material well, that's not necessarily an opinion that someone else would share. And if they come to me and they say like, yeah, no, I can't agree with your take at all. Like, I'm not going to say they're wrong. I'm not going to bring up one of these bad anime defenses against them because I would be undermining their lived experience. Exactly.
0: Oh, uh, should we jump right in?
1: Yes, let's jump right in. Why don't you start us off?
0: Um... Basically, some people, and by some people, I mean quite a lot of people, will just like accuse me of making things up about the show that I am talking about. Or otherwise, or otherwise being some kind of like bad faith actor who's uh, in it for, I don't know, the money? You make like no money. It, okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. It's just just think about oh, oh, yeah. You know, I'm a major grifter, you know. I I I'm, I'm I'm really after like you know, they say oil was like like the biggest industry of the 20th century and now silicon is the new oil. But you know what's going to be the new silicon? Um complaining about anime uh, on Twitter. Yeah, that's the real that's the real money-making thing. The new silicon is hot takes. <laughs> exactly i mean just 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 think about how ridiculous um that actually sounds first of all and second of all think about how like presumptuous that is like the idea that uh um i would use your whatever your preferred show it is that i'm critiquing that i would use that show specifically to like um and I would like come after your personal feelings about it to like build some sort of career out of it. listen, I just have opinions on stuff, okay? It's not it's not it's not any more complicated than that. And Raghava's the same way. Okay. It's just there's nothing really to respond here other than stop no. Just mm-mm.
1: on that same note, I'm not out here to like ruin the creator of a work's life or anything that's not why we critique things in the first place
0: you know i I still don't know the name of the the pen name of the person who wrote shield hero and i've written so much about shield hero
1: because it's not really about whether or not the author of insert work was or wasn't a racist right you can be an anti-racist in real life but then reproduce the internalized toxicity and the internalized harmful tropes that you learn from other media i think it's often problematic that otherwise well-meaning um, progressive people with progressive politics will basically not bring those politics into the creative work they have
0: i think that's something is that something that people just don't understand until they like start writing their own stories because to me it's pretty intuitive like I've tried writing things and then I write them and then I realized that like the thing that I try to write in and of itself doesn't like match up with like I think my political predilections because I just copy things that I've seen in other places kind of mindlessly. You don't think about it. You get there's a whole career called sensitivity reading that just exists for that purpose.
1: Right. I feel like that's definitely something to cover and why I think it's whenever someone comes to us and they're like yo stop making anime political this has happened um again i will remind you that this is a, pol- uh, a podcast about inserting all the politics into all the anime uh, my reasoning is that it's not really true that any anime is unpolitical i will give an example of black lagoon black lagoon is a very deeply political show um there's a lot to say of even in like the very first episode. It stars a white-collar worker who is left to die by a company whose only interest is in profits and was dealing with nuclear weapons. And then he sort of seamlessly blends in to a criminal underworld. And the show asserts unambiguously that the same skills that go into succeeding in a corporate environment, are the same skill, the same level of ruthlessness you need to survive in a cutthroat underworld. And to show place with this too, right?
0: It has the whole arc of like, like every character around Rock feels like because Rock grew up in like a middle-income Japanese uh, uh, white-collar job that he wouldn't really understand the culture of Roanipur and this and that. But then... By the end of the show, it's kind of realized um, there is like, I I don't want to go off a tangent too much, but there's a lot of like playing of like walking in the twilight, light versus dark, and how it's actually to Rock's advantage that he can see both sides instead of just being either too naive or too cynical and poison. I think, yeah, this isn't a Black Lagoon episode, though.
1: I'm sure we will do one at one point, and again. Also, not to say that Black Lagoon is in any way, shape, or form a perfect show, but Black Lagoon has very, I would say, explicit leftist politics. It has very strong um, socialist ideals, like underpinning it. There's a tweet, Mo made of a screen cap of like, ah, yes, the famously subtle Black Lagoon, <laughs> and it's a picture of one of the characters reading quotations from Mao up right? The show wears its politics on its sleeve, and yet, in all of the discussions about Black Lagoon, those are never discussed. So when I say I am putting politics into anime, I am not suddenly making Black Lagoon political. Black Lagoon was always political. I'm just choosing to talk about it, because people don't.
0: And just even for for some shows i think like black lagoon they really only make sense in a political context right i'm not really sure how you talk about how good black lagoon is without also talking about the things that it's saying i mean people have but why <laughs> what does that mean when people talk about black lagoon without talking about its politics
1: they sort of come to the conclusion that it's doesn't know what it's doing. That there's lots of guns and lots of blood. Or that it's perhaps a very simplistic show. But I don't think that's true. I think Black Loon is actually very complex. It's got a lot going on. But of course, if you ignore the politics, which is the meat of its content, which is the meat of its narrative, of course you're left
0: thinking that yeah, it's a very simple show and not much going on in it. Um on that note, there's also the idea of like well, isn't this just anime like okay maybe it's right that like this or that show has this or that political trend it fits into this or that um like narrative or whatever and that it is indeed as either un- problematic or as um leftist as you claim hey hey mo hey mo so terraformars made all of its
1: villains its cockroaches just obvious stand-ins for black people yes it did so what why does it
0: matter Why should I care? Well, (laughs) so there's like two different angles that you can get at this from, right? The first is that with reactionary anime, 99% of the time, all their fans are also reactionary. Right. Like when I talk about how Konosuba is like sexist people will be like well you know who cares if Konosuba is sexist or not it's just like a funny show but then all the fans of Konosuba are like fucking 4 who are out here like talking about how like women are like like falsely accusing men of this and that and how like this is, like like
1: it's always like that just as a quick disclaimer in case nuance is dead no we are not saying that just because you like Konosuba you are necessarily on 4chan right
0: I'm not Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not Okay, liking a problematic show does not make you a bad person. What I am saying is that problematic shows make space for problematic fan bases. And where problematic fan bases do exist, um, they, you think that like turns off when they when they get offline. I mean, that that translates to like political action where it, whether it be voting, whether it even be like talking to their friends about stuff, whether it be like, the way they interact with other people, that stuff like stays around. So there's obviously some effect there. Um, But I think just more generally, and like the stronger point here is that if you claim to like anime, then you have to also accept the fact that anime is important. The, the idea that um it's just anime, so it doesn't matter, kind of inherently concedes the point that like anime is a medium that like is incapable of like communicating anything important and that it only exists to like be funny and cute and like wank material and like that's it and i'm not really sure why the people who claim to be like the only true anime fans like the only real Um, anime fans and how i'm like a fake fan because i don't like this or that show or whatever are also the same people who uh, refuse to give the medium uh, the ability to communicate things you can't have it both ways Um, i've noticed this There, there are people who who want anime to both be like a deep and complex and like philosophical thing when the politics agree with them or when the politics are invisible and then as soon as the politics make them uncomfortable, anime is just a lighthearted one. Who cares? It's just it's just animation. There's just Japanese cartoons. Who like cannot be both.
1: Yeah. Um, I would also note that the entire purpose of critical theory, or I wouldn't say the entire purpose, but one of the main driving points of critical theory is to criticize the way in which media or rather social structures uphold societal norms we're not just talking about like something an- enemy in a vacuum we're also talking about like how media shapes perceptions um i have a background in a lot of survivor advocacy work and one of the things we talk about is this idea of rape culture this idea that there is an unspoken trend in media that sort of normalizes abusive patterns of behavior or like brushes over sexual assault all of that combines together to create rape culture and the end effect of it is when that stuff occurs in real life because it's been normalized in media people just sort of accept it as something that happens because media is a mirror so in that same regard, I think it's very important to talk about like what is this piece of media saying in spite of like what its fans might believe personally. And even then, as we've already mentioned, a lot of times when you look at the way these fan bases respond on like Reddit, I don't think it's too far to say that toxic anime attracts toxic fan bases.
0: And and I think it's it's also true. And one of the reasons why we kind of wanted to start this is because a lot of fan bases just kind of I don't know if I want to call it lying, but they have
1: accepted some conventional dogmatic truths
0: right about the shows that they watch, like the the things that they tell themselves that their show does. And the things that the show actually does when a new person watches it aren't the same. And this is kind of because um, you have like kind of content creators, large and small, who kind of have takes that are not really grounded in any sort of like critical theory or analysis. And then people just repeat those.
1: I would go, I would take and make another step and be like, that's why one of what we aim for is to do like a purely materialist analysis, if you aren't familiar with that idea. Basically, we are reasoning about shows based on what is in the shows, not what we want to believe about the shows. Because when you start by saying, I think Black Lagoon is good, therefore I'm going to argue from the perspective that Black Lagoon is good, you miss, for example, that Black Lagoon doesn't have any Southeast Asian characters of import, despite being set in a Southeast Asian country or location. So like that's why you can't work backwards from the conclusion because then you end up supporting the wrong conclusion.
0: Um the other thing about uh the uh the these takes um that that can kind of be a bit problematic is when uh takes catch on because they are like convenient like political tools or like political weapons against against this or that group that people want to hurt. Um so for example every season or two there's like a like a controversial anime right um there was like this time it looks like it's King's Raid yeah not looking forward to the conversation around that but like Shield Hero was the controversial anime Uzaki-chan was one Interspecies Reviewers was one yeah and in which basically um a fandom will tell themselves for example about Uzaki-chan that Uzaki-chan is like a is like um, a comedic uh, masterpiece in which um, Twitter got um, very, like, mad, like, in flames, because Crunchyroll wants to censor Uzaki-chan's boobs. Because the boobs, they were just too big, or, like, interspecies reviewers, um, it was because um, Funimation um, hates a uh, weeb culture, and they want to force um, Western standards on um, uh, Japanese culture, and this and that, and and Interspecies Reviewers is actually, like... None
1: of these shows are good. None of these shows are good.
0: That's the thing. Like, not only are they not good, but they don't do the things that uh, the fans say so. Right. I don't dislike Uzaki-chan because she has big
1: boobs. I dislike Uzaki-chan because she's a stalker, and she violates personal space, and honestly, not really funny. The,
0: The show isn't funny. I don't... Dislike interspecies reviewers because it's basically porn. I dislike interspecies reviewers because every episode of the show is the same. It's all just go to a brothel, raid a bunch of women, say creepy things, have like a, a really censored sex scene that like a really talented Pixiv artist could do better, and then end the episode. And I don't hate Shield Hero because. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that one actually lined up because they said... Fe- "No, Okay, no. I don't hate S.H.I.E.L.D. Hero because um, I'm a uh, pink-haired uh, feminist who uh, wants to falsely accuse uh, men of rape. Um, I hate S.H.I.E.L.D. Hero because... Um, it's a supremely boring, uh, horribly written show that also justifies slavery um, to sell you a waifu, <laughs> right? Like, none of these things. It's not the dark, gritty, edgy isekai that you want it to be just because you want to make that the, the SJWs uh, mad and triggered.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a, another area where a lot of these bad defenses come from, is that there's a reactionary crowd every season because in order to be like a reactionary fascist right you need to sell the narrative that someone's coming for your anime so always you need to establish this narrative that insert anime is under attack otherwise what are you going to defend
0: again a little a little presumptuous like the idea that um, i would even bother writing an essay about uzaki chan if like 500 people on youtube and twitter didn't make like a huge epic deal out of it
1: i would have liked to see it die in a dark hole and then never think about it ever again
0: there's nothing special about
1: but again like this season it looks like it's king's rate and next season it will be something else i'm sure and we don't just hate anime we like quite frankly we like anime at the very least we like black lagoon
0: that's the one good anime the the only one well, uh, okay. So let's say that uh, we we accept the fact that a anime uh, can be political, and b um it is important to talk about it, and c um, fandoms often lie about what is in the content of their own shows for weird kind of power trippy reasons. Um, how about uh, us not just understanding the anime? Isn't all anime just like? a really elaborate satire that cannot be criticized he asks uh facetiously knowing the answer to this question no so this is actually
1: re- oh i think the most interesting bad defense for me a lot of times you'll say for example the misfit of demon academy is a power trip in which anas voldigold is an overpowered protagonist wish fulfillment and basically does a lot of bad things and someone will be like but it's satire i've had someone tell me that shield hero was satire a satire of what (laughs) and i have and it was i was like hey my awesome friend mo wrote an essay about why shield hero justifies slavery and so they were just like oh well i just thought it was satire um well well okay so i think there's one interesting way of approaching this is Wow, this show is so astronomically bad. I cannot believe that someone has done this on purpose. Therefore, it must be satire. Which is Have you considered that it's just fascist propaganda? That's one thing.
0: Uh like as a subpoint to that, there's there's also often this idea of somebody watching something knowing it's bad, but then also knowing that they enjoy it. So then insisting that, is, that it is satire to explain how they can like a bad thing. Instead of just yeah. owning up to the fact. You can like
1: problematic things if we, ha- this is like our third or fourth time saying it. We'll keep saying it.
0: We would much rather you own it's problematic and like it anyway than like fight us. If you, I'm not going to hunt anyone down for liking a show that I think is bad. And I'm not going to say that I'm morally superior to anyone for liking a show that i think is that does this or that issue wrong but like what i will get frustrated with is just either like deflection or obfuscation of the point in service of like your own personal feeling of not wanting to take responsibility that a show might be might be doing things that are uncomfortable
1: yeah um but that's just me talking about why i think sometimes people use that it's just satire defense I want to actually go into why a lot of these shows aren't satire um first and most importantly even if it was written with satirical intent if it is problematic then a lot of times the harm has been done right uh some we are at a point at which like sometimes the things you are satirizing and the being pretty close to reality i'm looking at the onion so you'll, like, write a satirical work, but if you fail your satire, what you have done is you've just reproduced the harm. Point of satire is that at some, it should be obvious that it is satire. If it's not, and like, oh, your satire of racism just does all of the racism things, then your show is racist, right? It doesn't matter if you intended for it to be satire. That's not really an excuse because you ended up reproducing the harm bad satire is not satire bad satire is just the problematic trope you intended to satirize
0: because when you when you fail to do satire um, the people who you are criticizing will take it as an endorsement all the time just every single time
1: there's this wonderful thing called posed law and i think about it a lot it's basically like if it's not very obvious that something is satire someone will take it seriously um what's interesting to me is a lot of times when someone says something is satirical or subversive like for example konosuba people will say that konosuba is subversive or the misfit demon academy is subversive they're looking at something that subverts the aesthetics so outwardly kazuma in konosuba is sad because he got dealt with a shitty goddess but the underlying structure, the underlying relationships are upheld. Kazuma is still the main character. He's still the hero. He's still in charge of everything. He's still the smartest
0: person in the group. We can look at um, how Kazuma, uh, for example, if you want like a very specific example, like how does Kazuma view the woman in his party, right? he kind of low-key views them as sex objects. And this is a statement that I do not have to defend. I can just pull out the clip of him telling Darkness, you are boobs, to her face as she kind of blushes and cries, right? Um, I could. Uh, The the one thing that separates Kazuma from uh, a protag from like any other isekai protagonist that gets into like the fan service scene where he's just like staring or whatever is that um, Kazuma doesn't try to hide it. And he doesn't try to act like a, like a noble or virtuous person, but that's not satire again. <laughs> that's, that's doing the thing,
1: doing the thing, but being self-aware that you are doing the thing is not inherently subversive. Um, if I, shove my hand into a wood chipper and then say i'm shoving my hand into a wood chipper right i have not subverted the act of shoving my hand into a woodchipper. i have just done the thing and again we can go to misfit at demon academy and that's another show that's not subversive because fundamentally anos's relationships with the other characters are upheld from a standard isekai power fantasy he is still the strongest character.
0: He is still. What's the difference? Uh, what's the difference? Uh, think about your your standard, like isekai power fantasy. What is the difference between Anos's relationship with um, Sasha and whatever power fantasy you chose? Their relationship to whatever sundere is in that show. Like, what's the what's the functional difference? How does the relationship in the one criticize the relationship in the other? Right. Um, the
1: misfit at demon academy if anything is more hierarchical it is more overpowered and just doing the thing but more to the point at which it is ridiculous is not inherently satire if anything it shows a lack of self-awareness and it's just bad writing like a lot of people will look at the misfit at demon academy and be like this is so bad surely no one could have done this on purpose to which i say hard to disagree
0: if anything i've had people tell me that one of the reasons why they like the misfitted demon academy is that it just it cuts all the the pretension um and crap that a lot of other power fantasies do in which they put it in because a lot of, of, of authors still write power fantasies and they'll know that they're writing a power fantasy and instead of just not writing a power fantasy they'll add all this padding <laughs> to make it like oh, I'm guilty that I'm writing a power fantasy. See, it's not really a power fantasy because there's this and that and the characters state they're not that strong and blah, blah, blah. And it's not really a harem because the girls are feisty, you know, and they don't really flirt that much, right? Or whatever, but like...
1: It's not really a harem, even though every single one of the female characters I wrote likes the protagonist. Right.
0: But with Misfit, what it does is it just kind of doesn't pretend uh Anos is impossibly strong he breaks the rules of the he breaks the established physics of the world um uh all of the girls are in love with him um he has um an entire political movement that is just reduced to his own personal fan club um he single-handedly blows up the ceo of racism and then he makes it in time for um mushroom content with his parents okay like the show just doesn't it just doesn't care (laughs) right and and people have told me that they like that out of the show that they like how it's uh, straightforward and how it just delivers. It it just it's like um, IV dr- like feeding into your blood all of the things in a power fantasy that you would want. That's not satire. That's not criticizing. You cannot both be a satire and also everything I love about power fantasies unironically.
1: Yeah. Hey. Well, you were criticizing Nozaki-chan earlier, wasn't that just because you
0: hate fan service? Hmm. Interesting question, I said, knowing the answer. Okay, I'll stop doing this gag. Um, so the thing about this is that... Uh, the thing that actually really frustrates me about this is that um, whenever I hear this defense, I know it's because whoever is doing it hasn't read the thing that I'm talking about. People giving bad faith criticism
1: without reading the work? What? on the internet
0: never but for me this my specific frustration is that uh, they're criticizing me for something that um not only that i that i that i never wrote or said but that isn't even related to my style of like criticism and this is basically like a pop feminist critique right like um the 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 conception is that feminists that do media criticism um are just upset haha conception
1: (laughs) oh no for those of you who don't know blissfully I, i regret to tell you that um conception is a game series made by atlas the creators of persona not only was there a conception one there was also a conception two so they made a second one and also an anime which mo watched the first episode of and that's the joke go look up conception on your own time okay
0: right don't 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 back to where we were right it's it's the it's the idea that um, when feminists complain about something being sexy um it's just because uh they're mad that uh, the girl shows skin and this like goes all the way back to like um, the ideas of, like, Anita Sarkeesian and, like, Sargon of Akkad and Teal Deer and all those, like, Gamergate 2015 sort of bullshit nonsense in which...
1: Just to clarify, Anita Sarkeesian was the one being criticized during Gamergate.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anita Sarkeesian is not a Gamergater. She was the target of um, fascist and uh, chauvinistic harassment uh, for years for doing nothing but sharing her own opinions. Um it's it's this idea that um and it also comes with like a sexist undercurrent fortunately for me, i guess because um i'm a i'm a man um, I don't get this a lot, but it also comes with this weird assumption that um uh the women who uh criticize like uh media are just upset because they're uglier than whatever sh- whatever um uh character that they're criticizing i swear to God, I've heard people say this up to now about like uzaki chan they'll just be like they're just upset because they don't look as good as uzaki chan
1: it's such an untenable take i know lots of like gay people and not one of them was ever like ah i'm horny for uzaki
0: chan or just like not every girl's <laughs> not aesthetic even it's just huge tits what okay but like that's besides the point right
1: that's very much the imposition of uh cis heteronormative masculine fetish
0: and assuming it's a universal but like yeah when you come with like your gamergate understanding of what a feminist critique of anime is in which um show skin means bad and you don't want any of the you don't want any of the characters to be ugly you just want them to be like um overweight and like uh brown which is uh sexist and racist in and of itself see see how much is rolled into this like tiny little insistence that i don't like fan service (laughs) like and i want to i want to add a note
1: right we're not satirizing here actually we have seen this like you would think that surely no one would make a take that bad and yet you would be surprised at all of the takes
0: but just the the number one Reason, the number one thing um, that bothers me about this take is that I don't dislike fan service. It's not true. <laughs> I think fan service is pretty. It's pretty neat, actually. Um, if it's not like upholding like like patriarchy or racism or whatever.
1: Wait, Mo, you have a sex drive?
0: I do. It's crazy. <laughs> I do like if if there's just a scene of like like attractive characters being attractive and interacting with each other, that's good. It's like an it's like another it's like a different aspect of this of the of the of the show that you can enjoy. That that's fine. You'll you'll notice that. uh, Okay, this is a tall order because the stuff I write is long. But I challenge you: if for whatever reason I ever say, um, this character is bad because they show so much skin. Or this character is bad because the boobs are too big. Or because they're too pretty or whatever. Like, I will I will end. I will end Mo Black. I'll shut it down, okay? <laughs> Just bring it up to me. You can take this clip. You can give it to me. You, say, you, you promise. I'll be like, oh dang, I did promise. <laughs> but until then, it's not fan service that I'm mad at. It's doing a sexist thing. Doing a problematic thing. Um, upholding rape culture. Upholding patriarchy. Upholding capitalism or whatever.
1: Yeah and if i say i dislike the way that this is sexist and you're like and your response is you just hate
0: boobs i'm like great you're not listening to me i'm going to block you that's that's a block at this point i wish i i should look up blocking people on medium more instead of that
1: brings us to i think my next point it's building up to something or it'll get better later you'll you just have to watch more this is a complaint i hear a lot both about shows that have already aired i will like watch four episodes or read four chapters and i will be like no no thanks i'm dumb and someone will be like well no you didn't read all of it you have to read all of it before you can criticize Uh, this version of the bad defense is wrong because later parts being good doesn't make earlier parts better. If, for example, someone watched the first season of Sword Art Online and was turned off, right? Right. No amount of the second season of Sword Art Online handles a lot of it better will, like, overwrite that experience. And the second season being better doesn't retroactively fix the first season. The example I like to give is, like, wading through a river of, like, shit to find the gold nugget does not change the fact that you waded through a river of shit and that is presupposing that the gold nugget was there in the first place and oftentimes it's not
0: oh yeah i i I just wanted to point out because um, a lot of people don't actually like share this opinion um uh, and i are of the opinion that like sao basically gets better after alphine there's like because, because the the most common take is that Cred was the best SAO, and it was downhill from there.
1: Well, it's because people stopped watching SAO after Alfheim for very justifiable reasons.
0: Right. Um, but the, the first season of SAO is kind of the worst, and I generally think the other seasons of SAO do really interesting things. Um, they have a lot of interesting things to say about like trauma, about um, like consent about like if you if you only know SAO through SAO Bridge you're probably you probably think I'm like tripping balls right now but no it's true um about like imperialism and like war and like capitalism and and all keeping within like the general central theme of like the real world and the virtual world and the fictional world are like both equally as valid and they support each other and they should be in the hands of like the public and not government or corporations it's very good but also um it does it does abuse bad, and it does it really bad in the first season with with what is um essentially uh, with with Asana and like her abuse and how it's sexualized, and it does that multiple times. <laughs> and I can't hide behind it gets better later um, to somebody who has that complaint to say that they should just shut up and go away. The, the complaint is still correct.
1: Yeah, but another part of it's building up to something or it'll get better later, is it sort of invalidates basically any criticism. If I say, I don't like this show, and you're like, you just have to watch more of it.
0: And you have to read the light novel. You need to experience more of it in book form, and then you need to do research on the wiki.
1: (laughs) My general note is, one, the people making the first part also made the other stuff. And with the exception of some people, like Reki Kawahara, the creator of Sword Art Online, who has made constant apologies and, like, has voiced a public desire to, like, get better and change. And again, this doesn't excuse anything in Sword Art Online. The bad shit, the problematic shit in Sword Art Online is still problematic. Just because it's Riki, still there. Yeah, just because Reki Kawahara acknowledges that it's problematic and wants to get better doesn't remove that. With rare exceptions, generally speaking, the person who created the second season of the show I didn't like the first season of made the first season, and thus a lot of the things I didn't like are going to re-manifest themselves. Um, This gets into stuff like long works that are like hundreds of episodes, in which case it's like, no, you shouldn't have to read all of that to say that the part i did read was bad right but also um oftentimes when people say it gets better it's wishful thinking there is no real indication that it will actually get better
0: it's a self justification for watching a thing that you know is not as good as it could be
1: i wouldn't even say that they
0: know it's not as good
1: as it can be my example will be rent a girlfriend a lot of people watched Rent-A-Girlfriend under the assumption that there would be a character arc for Kazuya. And there was no justification within Rent-A-Girlfriend, the show itself, that such a thing would occur. People didn't like Kazuya, and they expected the show to agree with them that Kazuya had to change.
0: Just the the general idea of uh, looking at the show through, again, anti-materialist lenses, looking at the show through the lens of what it would need to do for you to enjoy it, and then backwards justifying.
1: The fact of the matter is is that Rent-A-Girlfriend especially, the problematic aspects are the core appeal. The fact that Kazuya basically gets all of the girls with none of the effort is the core appeal of the show. If the show was to suddenly, quote-unquote, get better and fix all of its problems the people who were who are buying all of the rent-a-girlfriend merchandise would suddenly stop watching this is the show sword art online right sword art online's core premise is not abuse that's why it can move past that but if you have a show whose core premise is abuse and you're like oh boy it's going to overgrow this abuse like no I have bad news for you.
0: Every relationship is built on it.
1: Yeah, like rent a girlfriend. In this example, would have to basically rewrite itself. It would have to destroy everything.
0: I want to compare a little bit, not not to get into too 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 much detail, but I want to compare a little bit rent a girlfriend uh, with uh, Princess Connect Re:Dive, um, which is a very uh, cute, very cute, and very good show um, that I that I enjoy.
1: Oh, and that's a great example of like being subversive too,
0: right? Um, because I, I I want if you've seen Rent a Girlfriend, you you know that um the protagonist Kazuya, he's like um kind of a very relatable loser, right? Um, in the sense that uh he masturbates all his, all the time, uh, especially uh, towards his ex. Uh, when he sees a woman, he uh, he always has this internal dialogue about how I they're... mean, speak for yourself. <laughs> okay, well, uh...
1: <laughs> please. <laughs>
0: we're friends i'm allowed to do this (laughs) you are well he he has like like this internal dialogue um of like wow the girls are so sexy blah 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 blah. um um imagine a a slightly different version of rent a girlfriend that like actually hold held kazuya to account for this behavior held him to account for the fact that multiple characters in the show for example um, tell us that his behavior creeps him out. Um, his ex did dump him, you know. Perhaps it wasn't just because she's evil and vindictive and out to get him. Maybe it's because the relationship generally, genuinely didn't work and that it was his fault. Maybe, uh, imagine if he lost the chance to be with the so-called um, goat-tier waifu um, because he was just such like an awful person that nobody wanted to deal with him. Do you think that the people... Do you think that the people who enjoy Rent a Girlfriend would still enjoy it, or would all that real, honest-to-God criticism and consequences just make them upset and uncomfortable? Would they say this is a feminist show that hates men and this and that? And you might say, well, no, no. Uh, you know, I like I like Rent a Girlfriend, and I I think that if if the show was like that, I would be able to handle it, and maybe you would. But we can mouse on over to Princess Connect Re:Dive, which is an isekai um, that actually subverts the male-led isekai tropes in that um, its uh, male protagonist is pretty much mute, and he's very weak. He he has the the bravado and the zeal of a protagonist. He like he goes in headfirst to fight, but he's very weak, and he. And he almost always gets his, his butt kicked, right? It's, it's, the, it's the three women around him that have the actual power to beat the monsters. His one special super attack is not an attack. It's a supporting spell for the other women who end up doing basically all of the work. They're the star of the show. And it's legitimately subversive. And, and the reason why they were pissed off is because they felt, well, um, you have a male character and he's a side character in, quote, his own show, unquote. The male lead is very annoying. Um, there was lots of ableism, but we don't have to get into that. The male lead was was this and that. He doesn't talk enough. He's he doesn't take action enough. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. That's the sign of a show that's subversive. It's one that makes you that that makes you reevaluate your relationship with media.
1: Right. I think if we talk about what it means to be uncomfortable, it is because something is like contrasting with what you are used to. And a legitimately subversive work will do that. You look at Konosuba, and Konosuba is a show that plays it very safe, right? At no point is Kazuya's like masculinity ever threatened, because he's always like on top of his own subsection. Sure, maybe in the broader context of the world, he's at the bottom, but we don't talk about that. We talk about him in relation to his own personal hierarchy. And again, to compare that to Princess Connect Redive, a show that legitimately subverts its relationships.
0: Four of them have like a really uh, egalitarian relationship. They kind of lead themselves. Um, they make decisions uh, together. It is quite like an interesting experience, and it's very funny. It's a really good show. Um, but to bring it back to um, its building up to something, you-, you can see then how if something was going to be subversive, It would be built to be subversive, and obviously subversive. I can tell you that in the future, Princess Connect Redive is going to um, subvert the traditional expectations of masculinity um, that is found in Isekai. And the reason why I know is because the structure of the show subverts the traditional expectations of masculinity. It
1: is quite literally building up to subvert those expectations, and I don't even think it has to, like deliberately do that no one had to sit down and be like all right here are all of the ways you can subvert it
0: yeah it's not going to grandstand and make some big feminist message at the end or whatever like flashing pink neon lights about how the patriarchy is bad i mean the patriarchy is bad and we are feminists here Mm -hmm.
1: but it doesn't have to be so explicit it is just that to the core and if you compare that with something like Anos from the Misfit of Demon Academy making some grandstanding message about not being racist when the show that surrounds him is incredibly racist to the very core.
0: That's a conversation. Or just like Kazuya and uh, how you're waiting for, for him to make the grandstand and say that all his past behavior was wrong and that he's now going to improve when the infrastructure around the show... Isn't even set up to criticize him in any way. There are two people in the show that criticize Kazuya. It's Mami, who we're told is evil for no reason, and uh, who we're led to believe is like uh, the the trash girl, right? Who's just trash and bad all the time. And um, there's Kazuya himself which is not real criticism. Kazuya's self-hatred is
1: always in vague, non-specific terms. Exactly. In a way that avoids confronting the specific harm he has caused. Right.
0: It's always, I'm trash, and not, I hurt you by doing this specific thing.
1: It's not, because to acknowledge that he hurt people by violating their boundaries would mean that he now knows better, Mm -hmm. in a weird way, uh, the specific A frame through which he engages in self-loathing absolves him of the responsibility of actually doing better in the future. Um, And so basically, you can pretty clearly tell which shows intend to be subversive, like Decadence, because they will set up for being subversive immediately.
0: And again, the, the second episode of Decadence made people not comfortable. It made people say... What is this? I thought this was Attack on Titan. This is not Attack on Titan. I don't like it. I'm leaving.
1: And, like, that's again a point of how, like, genuine, legitimate subverse- subversion often makes people uncomfortable because it's not what they wanted. A show like Rent a girlfriend cannot suddenly start asking those questions. Imagine how people would react. Like, legitimately, imagine how people would react if Chizuru got an actual personality.
0: Or if Chizuru got, like, a boyfriend. Like, legitimately, she is um, pretty and, like, a confident person, and she apparently has an acting career. If she just got a boyfriend, how would people feel? The, the last thing I want to say is that, um, so when people say, like, oh, don't you know that there's an art coming up? Don't you know that the light novel isn't finished? Um, this and that. When we criticize things, it's not just that we're criticizing uh, what we see. We're also criticizing the framework. And what kinds of arcs that framework allows to happen?
1: Because the current story is the foundation upon which the next story must be built. So if the current story is like justifying abuse, to suddenly like be like, hey, actually we're all of a sudden against that, like, sure, I would be happy if it happened. But that doesn't function. Mo. No. Clearly, you just didn't watch it correctly. I watched Rent-A-Girlfriend, and I thought it was super woke,
0: hyper-progressive. Um, on this point, um, I feel like this is a combination of two things. It's, first of all, this comment, uh, recognizes that, uh, the person who's telling me this, um, watched a show under a different framework than I did. Which is good. You have to recognize that. Um, but the second thing it says is that um uh they it, it starts from the conclusion that people have to like the show because the show is good. And then the third thing is that it's trying to like bully me into watching the show with the same uh with the same framework that they watched it so that I can come to the same conclusion that they did. Um I get this a lot from like from like Re:Zero stands who will like who after i say i i didn't really like ReZero, they'll be like you're watching ReZero wrong and i'm like how do you watch a show wrong and they're like well <laughs> when i watched it i was i was like sad about um the fact that i felt like worthless and whatever and i really identified with subaru and i really liked Amelia. so just watch it um 500 times until uh you like submit to the framework that made me like it and then you'll come to the correct opinion about ReZero. But you can't you you can't do that. <laughs> I think generally speaking, if I like a show, paying
1: more attention will allow me to discover things that I didn't even notice. Very rarely will I re-watch something or reread something and suddenly like get it usually because a real life change occurred that shifted my framework to something that was more accepting if i say for example the misfit at demon academy is racist and you say no you're just reading it wrong the effective effectively what you are saying is it's not racist you just have to ignore all the racism and then it won't be racist anymore to which i say yeah you're right But
0: that's not a valid defense of the show. I have a hard time thinking about watching shows or like reading things in which, um, when I didn't like it the first time, I liked it the second time. I usually, if I like something the first time, I'll like it more the second time. Or if I like something the first time, I won't like it the second time. It would have to be something like, like you say, like something changed, like my internal, like values and and framework that made me accept something that was not there before i was a marxist the communist manifesto and like any communist literature was just like to me it was like really bad it was like justifying authoritarianism blah, blah blah you know every every liberal excuse in the book but then i had like a major shift in perspective over um over like a year or something and i revisited a lot of those texts and they made a lot of sense and they spoke to me so that that's like you're when when you say clearly you're watching it wrong you're asking me to go through like an entire ideological and, per- and like personal shift to like match whatever emotional state you're in right now for the sole purpose of giving an anime a good review instead of a bad one <laughs> um okay ragava so i know you're talking about um rape culture I am. Uh, however uh did you know that there's um another show um that hypothetically you would also find is bad, so why aren't you talking about that show?
1: Well that's not really the point, is it?
0: Okay, well, well 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 if if you also don't like that show, um, you're also wrong because that show is also good. Please please stop please stop saying things, please. Please, I'm begging, please, so
1: please this is part of a broader trend of we will talk about something and we will critique it and then the response will be to say, to do basically what about it like what about this other thing, right? Or like I will say hey, rape culture is bad. And someone will be like, what about Sword Art Online? Isn't Sword Art Online's rape culture bad? And then I'll be like, yeah. And they're like, yeah, see? And I'm like, you didn't prove anything. The rape culture that exists in Render Girlfriend is still bad. It's still bad. And it legitimately hasn't changed. And I feel like this is the important thing of like the existence of other things does not invalidate this thing.
0: And other, especially other things being worse does not invalidate. Thing. but I, I think a lot of people um they 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 trip up on this um they look for like the most racist um the most sexist the most problematic shows out there and then everything else is fine right they, they almost use it I, I talked about this a little um in bullshit no Yusha one uh, with sao and how people will just use the fact that um sao does bad things to like Uh, get out their quota for for um, having done critique on anime and then they'll just like whatever garbage
1: but the number of people who will criticize sao but defend shield hero is staggering and it basically shows that people are a huge fan of you applying rigorous critical analysis to things that they have already accepted are bad but the moment you start like upholding those standards like evenly across all shows, we're gonna have a fight.
0: As I was saying, um, people get uh, they get trapped up in trying to find like the most problematic shows to like take down. But the thing is, is that if a show wears problematic politics on its sleeve, um, less people like it. I see conception. Yes, conception is the see that that
1: conception thing was foreshadowing. Real quick, I wanted to, it's worth talking about. Like conception is obviously a bad show with terrible politics, but it's also not
0: popular because the politics it has are really obvious. Conception basically it was it was bankrolled by the Japanese government to be um, a propaganda game and a propaganda anime. For kids to have like heterosexual baby making sex, it it does not lie to you about what it does.
1: Right, and I would go a step further to argue that the politics of conception and the politics of rental girlfriends are basically the same. Right, rental girlfriends is just more subtle about it, so people who don't share those politics can like either like they don't notice or like they ignore it or whatever. But conception, it is so obviously problematic that it's not really worth talking about beyond to acknowledge that it's obviously problematic.
0: Right. And so when people will say, like, well, why are you coming after this show when when this show is worse? Why are you doing Shield Hero when Death March to Apparel at World Rhapsody is worse? Why are you doing um why are you doing Zero When like Terraformars is worse like the 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 reason why is because it is not just about um what what it's not just about the thing it's not just about the fact that the anime is problematic. It's also about uh who internalizes those ideas, how many people, to what rate, um how well does the show um, proliferate these bad ideas, and if there's a show that's not that bad but proliferates really bad ideas to like a large group of people, that's far more worth my time than some low budget overworked um, animation team uh, cranking out uh, propaganda uh for for i don't know a show
1: they don't even agree with i like i do not think we will ever discuss Mars because it's just not worth it and no one cares but we will probably talk about rent a girlfriend because rent a girlfriend is popular and that's not just us being grifters and we want to talk about the most popular thing to get clicks. That's us talking about the media that has the most impact on people, because it's important to talk about the impact media has on people. That's why we made this podcast.
0: Like, again, just going back to the, the whole idea of like, if anime is important to you, then you also have to accept the fact that anime says things and um if you have any sort of if you have a revolutionary bone in your body (laughs) then you would also accept the fact that we want we want anime to say good things things that make the world a better place i i think overall it maybe it kind of sounds like we're being a little bit petty with our first ever podcast just being uh flaming people who uh uh, bother us online just flame, flaming the arguments that people use to bother us online in that sort of sense it could kind of be like why well, put the effort in recording, re-recording editing, uh, making a logo getting people together and I don't know I I, I, I I think it comes down to multiple things first of all just because I'm passionate about it Raghu's passionate about it um, there there doesn't I don't think there needs to be any um, bigger thing than that, but there are um, other things. Going back to uh, where we were at the beginning, uh, which is that um, if you think that anime is important, then you must accept the fact that anime can say things. And if you think that anime can say things, then um, it has an effect on us both as individuals and our feelings, but also um, on our culture and on uh, the systems and uh, hierarchies that run uh that run our society both uh, nationally and internationally wherever we might live um and so ultimately we just kind of hope that doing this besides filling um a passion that we have for um anime critical theory and media analysis uh is just being able to to fill i think an ever growing need of uh I don't want to say proving to people, but helping people understand that there's more to political analysis and like nerd culture and and weed culture than just complaining about Sjws. We can definitely provide um, a more meaningful um, and happier experience than uh, what is offered on uh, the kind of reactionary side. Um, of the spectrum both on youtube and everywhere else there are five million podcasts but few i think that will be like ours and with that i think
1: we are at our close i am raguva kavali my pronouns are they them theirs you can follow me on twitter at kranas angel that's k-r-a-n-a-s angel don't ask why I have that handle. It's not important.
0: I'm a black, he, him, his. Uh, if you liked uh, what you heard here, um, please consider uh, subscribing to my YouTube channel. Um, you can follow me on Medium um, and follow me on Twitter. Uh, links to all of those are in the description. Um, I have a, a Patreon. Uh, thanks to everyone who's supported me so far. Uh, that's going to be in the description as well. Uh, it's the one that's linked to this podcast, so if you want to support the podcast, Uh, financially that would be the best way to do it uh we also have a a discord server that is set up both for this podcast and in general for uh another nice uh leftist uh anime community to just kind of have and to just kind of be able to do things um so make sure you uh join that um that can also be that will also be uh in the description of wherever you're listening to this yeah
1: um and with that i would like to close finally by asking mo what are you looking forward to in this coming week
0: um i am so i've also recorded um bullshit no yusha 2.5 which in case you don't know uh is where i do uh rezero frozen bonds in a little bit more detail and i kind of connect how um it treats Amelia uh to uh the ongoing Black Lives Matter protests. Um I it was it was kind of an essay that was created in the midst of bad anime uh defenses, yes. But I I ultimately think the essay that came out of it is really strong and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. I'm also writing um, the essay on the Misfitted Demon Academy. So, if you listen to us talk about the Misfitted Demon Academy and how it was racist or whatever, and you're like, "Huh? What? How? Who? Where?" I thought I thought the show. Was it. Don't worry, I will have a full detailed breakdown of why exactly I hate that show. <laughs> it, it's it's not just that, but you know, a full a full um, deep dive into the Misfitted Demon Academy and all the ways that it is frustrating uh, coming out at, uh, soon as well. And how about you? What are you looking forward to this week? Maybe getting some rest
1: for the first time in forever. And so, uh, for those of you who stayed and listened to the entire thing, thank you. We really appreciate Thanks you. Thank so much. And it has been a pleasure. Hope to see you again next week.